American civilization puts the who, what, when, and what's happening now into the why and how it's actually happening and why it matters to you. There's a man with a gun over there telling me. This is episode two of American Civilization. I'm James Atticus Bowden, speaking to you at the end of a remarkably warm day here in Tidewater, Virginia, a day where it's 30 degrees warmer than it is in most of the country. And I am sorry for the folks who are being schwacked by this storm. I'm sorry for the suffering and loss of life that's caused by this storm that's affecting most of this country. Been there and done that in terms of being without power and heat for a number of days. I'm sorry for the suffering. So this is episode two. Episode one was a short introduction about American civilization. That's all it was. Just telling you a coming attraction. My sister in Boston listened to it, liked it, and asked, where's the meat? Which made me laugh because it reminded me of that commercial from 30 or 40 years ago where an elderly woman is screaming at the camera. It's a hamburger commercial. And she's yelling, where's the beef? Where's the beef? It's funnier to me because my sister and I are approaching an age that if they reshoot that commercial, we can audition for it. We can be the folks yelling into the camera, where's the beef? So where's the beef in American civilization? Where is it in episode two? It begins with words. It begins with words and definitions. We have to have a common definition to have a complete understanding to communicate one to another. Because words have meaning, and people take them in far different ways, especially nowadays. So when you look at words like culture, society, state, nation-state, community, civilization, institution, and identity, among others, which sounds really, really boring. It reminds you of that eighth-grade civics class or that high school government class where you always hoped the test would be multiple guess. You hated it when it was fill-in-the-blank or when it was essay, because you're going to have to regurgitate on paper those words, those definitions. Well, in American civilization, it's our attempt, our ambition to show you how those words have meaning to your life, that they're not boring because they're important and because they affect you and your family and your future. So let's begin with one. Let's begin with the building block of American civilization. First of all, Every civilization has to be somewhere on the time-space continuum. You, we humans live on land, so civilization begins with a place, and then it begins with a time. It has a, a time where it starts. It has a, you know, things that happened before it, the antecedents, changes over time, and then it reaches where you and I are at this time. It has several possibilities on where it can go in the future. But the building block, given that it's a time and a space, is the individual. A single person, you and me, we matter. We are the building block of American civilization. So the first order question about that individual is one of identity. Who are you? Who are you? What's your answer? Well, if you ask me, who am I? I'm going to say I'm James Atticus Bowden. If we've known each other before and you say, who are you? I'll say, well, I'm Jim Bowden. I use my family name, Mom Bubba Bowden. Who are you? How do you answer that? It also matters who's asking the question. 
an alien jumps out of a spaceship and runs up to you and says, who are you? You're going to say, probably, I'm an earthling. If a foreigner asks you, you'll say, I'm an American. If it's somebody more familiar to you, you'll answer with some relational answer, probably. Um, you may give your name and you may say, I'm a father, mother, husband, wife. Or you may say you are your job or your status in life. There are many answers to that, but it's fundamental. It's key. Who are you? How do you answer that question? And pause. Wait for it. At what point do you start saying who you are in terms of what you are? When do you add labels? And there are many, many labels that can apply. The demographics of American civilization can be sliced and diced, racked and stacked many, many ways. There are many, many taxonomies that can divide us. That's what pollsters do. They look at us by age, by race, by gender, by location, by education, by income, by political affiliation, by association, by issues. But what do you say? What labels do you apply to the who you are? If you start talking about who you are in terms of what you are, what do you say? What words do you use? How many labels do you use? What's the order of the labels you use? And, wait for it again, how important are those labels of what you are to who you are? Because this is a major division in our civilization. There are a lot of people of our fellow Americans, including those who have a lot of degrees behind their name, who want to make the argument that who you are is almost exclusively based on what you are. That you are less an individual and more an identity. Less of a person and more of a group. That is a big, big deal. So let's tie it back to American civilization. Let's tie it back to how all these things come together. Let's go back to one of your favorite years in history, 1637. I know that, that sure that's one of your favorites. In 1637, the French philosopher, mathematician, scientist, scientist, sorry. It would help if I could speak English. That would be a very important part of communicating on a podcast. I beg your forgiveness. The French uh, philosopher, mathematician, and scientist, René Descartes, wrote Cognito ergo sum. I think, therefore, I am. I think, therefore, I am is one of the foundational ideas of what's going to happen about 100 years later, the Enlightenment. And the Enlightenment is a big deal. It's a huge deal. The Enlightenment transforms Western civilization. It affects how you think, speak, and act today. And it's different from what happens across the rest of the world. The Enlightenment doesn't happen in other civilizations. It happens in Western civilization. It changes Western civilization. It affects you. 
It makes you different in terms of how you think and speak and live from people around the world. That idea of I think, therefore I am, I, personal pronoun, I think, therefore I am, is fundamental to Western civilization. It's different from the rest of the world. It's different from all the time that preceded, and it's changed how we live. It's changed how we think, how we speak, and how we act. And it's under assault right now. There are people who don't want to do that. Is American civilization going to remain the child of the Enlightenment, where I think, therefore I am, personal pronoun, personal pronoun, I think, I, I, or is it going to be, is it going to change to, I feel, therefore I am offended? Or is it going to be, I am, fill in the blank, label identity, therefore I feel? Are we going to change our culture? Are we going to change individually from I think to I feel? From I to some identity group? From who I am to what I am? Which way is it going to go? And where do you stand? Are you what you think? Or do you feel a certain way because of some label that applies to you? Which is it? Choose one. Let's fast forward to from 1637. Let's buzz right up to 2005. Samuel Huntington's last book, Professor Samuel Huntington, publishes Who Are We? This book, which I highly recommend, describes the consensus culture for America. And it has some very, very important points. He talks about the fact that America is an idea. It is a set of ideas. It is a set of ideas expressed in one language, English. And it's ideas that have a genealogy that go back to the United Kingdom and to Western civilization and back to the Greeks and back to the Hebraic culture. But it is uniquely ours. And it is a set of ideas. It's not a set of identities. It's not a culture, a civilization that's defined by race or by one race enslaving another. It is defined by identity that is shared. This may sound confusing because you're sharing an identity that emphasizes the role of the individual. It emphasizes you as a person. It emphasizes your personhood. It emphasizes what you think. Now let's go up to where we are today. Let's go to 2021. Who are you? Is who you are what you are? If you are a cultural Marxist, and we won't get into a further definition of who all is a cultural Marxist, although I think as we go through this, uh, pretty readily uh, come to you uh, who these people are, who these who these among your fellow Americans are cultural Marxists. If you're a cultural Marxist, the who you are is based on your race, your class, or call it privilege, or your gender. 
all Americans are seen through the prism, the lenses of race, class, or privilege, and gender, not as individuals. That's cultural Marxism. If you are a secular person and not necessarily a cultural Marxist, you may say who you are based on your work. A lot of people think that way or express themselves that way. For half of my adult life, I would have done the same thing. If you say, who are you? My first response would probably be, I am a soldier. Even though I was other things at the same time. And they were very, very important to me. Husband, father, son, brother, friend. If you're a Christian, you may have a different answer. You might speak in terms of relationships. You might speak in terms of your relationship to God or to your fellow man. So I ask the question again, who are you? If you were to ask me that question, who am I? My first response is my name. And then if I get pressed into what am I, I can give you a dozen labels. But the first one that jumps out for me is I would say I am an American Christian. Not a Christian American. I am an American Christian. You see what modifies what. That's my identity. So how do we wrap this up? At the supper table, or at the bar, or at the tailgate, ask your family, ask your friends that question. Ask them, who are you? And see what kind of answer you get. Especially your children, and if you're old enough, your grandchildren. Ask them, who are you? And then ask them, what are you? And see what labels come up and what order they're in. And then talk to them. Talk to them about what it means to be an American. Chat about it. If we live in a country where a lot of the people answer that question one way, and a lot of the other people answer it differently, and if the answers are antagonistic, we have an issue. We have a real problem. And the flash of the obvious to everyone listening is that's precisely where we are. Precisely where we are in this country. Our American civilization is divided between people who share the ideas of the, of the Enlightenment, who share the ideas that I think, therefore I am. I am an individual. I have individual rights. I have individual freedom. I have individual, personal responsibility and accountability. And those who say, I'm part of a group. I have a group identity. I have group rights, responsibilities, privileges, and guilt. I am in a group which can be rank-ordered among other groups. I am in a group that has relative worth compared to other groups. And that my my individual worth, that I as a person, is predicated on what I am and not what I think. That is a huge, huge difference. And it matters. I hope it's clear. 
This is James Atticus Bowden. Thanks for listening. And y'all take care. Mm-hmm.